Welcome to this podcast by The Rocks Church. We hope you find it challenging and inspiring. For more information, visit therocks.church. Can we thank Dorothy and hundreds and hundreds of other awesome volunteers that we have in our church that serve us week after week after week, and definitely we cannot have a church without them. This church is built on the shoulders of our amazing volunteers. Well, as I said uh, before, we are in the third week of our series, Entrusted, and this has been an amazing series that's blessed a lot of people. Uh, last week, Tim spoke a great, great message that no other churches usually speak about, and that's uh, about the, the need for us to care for our environment because we have been entrusted this world by our God, and it is definitely within our duty and responsibility. And uh, when we are entrusted with such a great planet as the earth, it is our responsibility to take care of it. So if you missed that, make sure you listen to it. The, the idea behind this message series, Entrusted, is spoken beautifully by one of the closest friends of Jesus, one of his early followers called Peter. And this is what Peter said in 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 10. Let me just get this going. Um, and in this very, very simple verse, Peter told us, the reason why God entrusted things to us. Let me see this here. Can somebody help me? Yes. This is what Peter wrote. Each of you should use whatever gift that you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. Now, if you are new to Christianity, you're wondering, like, what is the distinctiveness of Christianity compared to other religions? Well, let me tell you this. We believe that we serve a very, very gracious God. If you are, you know, um, not in the faith because you think God is just demanding things from you all the time, nothing could be further from the truth. God thinks very highly of you. You are actually made in His image. And God wants to give you various gifts because of His grace. God wants to give you various The best gift that God wants to give you is the gift of eternal life, the gift of relationship with Him that will last all the way into eternity. And that gift can be received receive simply by just believing in Him, by trusting in Him. So we serve this gracious God who has given us these various gifts, and we need to be responsible with the gifts that God has given us. If you give a gift to someone, let's say you give a car to your son, and your son trashed the car, he doesn't take care of it. In fact, he just, you know, uh, leave it anywhere on the street and doesn't mind if it's, you know, stolen, it doesn't mind if it's broken, then you would be disappointed. You would like, no, son, that's not how you, you use this gift that I've given you. I know it's yours because it's a, it's a free gift. It's freely given, but you need to learn to take care of it. And that's exactly what Peter said. We need to be faithful stewards of God's various gifts. How can we be faithful stewards? Very simple. He says, each of you should use whatever gift. Whatever means whatever. That means your time, your talent, your body, your mind, your opportunity, your uh, money. Everything that you have been given from God, use whatever gift you have received, not just for your benefit, but to serve others. 
That's how you can be faithful stewards of God's gift to you. Now, um, I know this is what we read in the Bible, but it's not just Peter. This is actually what Jesus taught us. This is what all the New Testament writers affirm, and that is this. The truth is, full devotion to following Jesus... Again, okay. Full devotion to following Jesus is marked by a deep commitment to serving others. You cannot be fully devoted to Jesus and have no deep commitment to serve others. That's just impossible. The two goes together, all right? You cannot say, hey, I want to be devoted to follow Jesus, but I don't want to serve other people. No, you can't do that. Show me someone who's fully devoted to Jesus, and I bet you in that same person, I will see someone who's deeply committed to serving others, all right? Now, this is the call that God has given to us. So the question is, why? Why should you serve, especially for those of you who are not followers of Jesus Christ. Maybe you're wondering, why should I serve? Well, there are actually a lot of benefits to serving, to volunteering, okay? You don't even have to be a Christian to serve. A lot of people out there in the world, they are serving, and a lot of studies have been done to show you the benefit of volunteering. Like this study, for example, that was done a few years ago that studied the benefit, the relationship between volunteering and health and happiness, all right? The study is done over 20 years, and it shows that when you volunteer consistently, you'll be less likely to be depressed, you will have less possibility of having a heart disease, stress, drug use. For teenagers, <laughs> they've done this study, if you're a teenager and you volunteer consistently, you are less likely to use drugs or have unplanned pregnancies. If you are a parent, force your teenager to serve. They will not use drugs. They will not be pregnant out of wed. Actually, it's, I'm serious. The study actually encourages parents to encourage their teenagers to volunteer because of the benefit. Even if you volunteer with a bad attitude, you still will enjoy all the benefits of volunteering. Another benefit is not only you have less of all of this, but you will also have more of the good stuff psychological well-being, physical health, self-esteem, longevity, quality of life. These are some of the benefits of volunteering or serving. But for us as followers of Jesus Christ, the reason why we volunteer has got to be better than that, right? We have to have a better why. Why do we serve? Sure, you know, we benefit from it, and God is not surprised that we are benefited from volunteering from serving Jesus already said so he said it is more blessed to give than to receive not just money it's more blessed for you to give your time instead of letting other people to serve you all the time so there Jesus affirms and it is okay for us to enjoy the side benefit of volunteering or serving but that cannot be the only reason for us as followers of Jesus Christ. We have to have more important why. Why do we need to serve? So today, I want to show you four different reasons why it is good for us as followers of Jesus Christ to volunteer or to serve. And my goal today is very simple. I don't want you to just listen to a sermon, but by the end of this, I really hope and my prayer is that those of you who have not yet given your life to volunteering, that you will at least consider volunteering, all right? 
Reason number one, why it's important for us to volunteer is this. We love God by serving others. We love God by serving others. The way our love to God is expressed is best expressed by serving other people. Listen to what the writer of Hebrews says. God is not unjust. He will not forget how hard you have worked for Him and how you have shown your love to Him by serving other believers as you still do. I know some of you have been volunteering for years and maybe you're tired. Maybe you feel like giving up. Maybe you're saying, maybe next month is going to be my last month. Nobody cares. Nobody knows, right? And volunteering is not easy. I guarantee you that. Volunteering is tough. I'm not going to paint you a beautiful picture and not the reality. But here's the truth as well. God says, God is not unjust. He knows what's going on. He will not forget how hard you have worked for Him. He will not forget how you have shown your love to Him by serving other people. And look at the context. By serving specifically other believers. I believe this is spoken by the writer of Hebrews in the context of faith community like ours. When you serve God's people, God says, I will not forget you. I'll remember you. I will not be unjust. I will reward you accordingly. Thank you for showing your love to me by serving others. Because the two go, ha go hand in hand again. You cannot say, oh, I love God, but I don't want to serve other people. It's like saying, I want to eat chocolate, but I don't want to absorb the calories. It's impossible, right? The two go together. Can I make a confession this morning? This is a pastor's confession. Don't tell anybody. Sometimes people would come up to me in church or when I'm outside, once they know that I'm a pastor. A lot of people, Christians especially, they try to impress me by telling me things like, oh, I have these uh, books that I've been reading. Oh, I went to this seminary to study this, this theology. Oh, I always listen to this, this speaker. Oh, I pray uh, this way every week. Oh, um, I, you know, I read every week. Can I be honest with you? I don't really care. Seriously. Within one minute, I usually know if you're all just about yourself or you're about other people. I don't care what doctrines you know. I don't. I don't care which seminary you go to. I don't care if you have degrees more than a thermometer. I don't care. I don't care if you're so holy that you glow in the dark when you pray. I don't care. Right? Pastor's confession. What I want to know is, do you love other people? What I want to know is, do you serve others? What I really want to know is, are you humble enough to roll up your sleeve and get into the trenches and in humility try to be as much as you can? I know we can never be like Jesus, but try to serve others the way Jesus has served us. That's what I care about. But that's not important what I care about. I believe that's what God really cares about, right? God is not unjust. He knows what's going on, and He knows that you cannot say that you love Him without a willingness to serve other people. 
Our love for God is best expressed through serving others. All right? Spiritual maturity is not evidenced by how much you know, by how much you study, by how much you learn, but by how well we love and serve others. If you don't believe me, listen to the words of Paul. In 1 Corinthians chapter 13, the great love passage, Paul says this, love never fails. But where there are prophecies, they will cease. Where there are tongues, they will be stilled. And for those of you who are into knowledge and all that, where there is knowledge, it will pass away. But there's one thing that will never, ever pass away. And that's your love for God that is expressed to your love for other people. That's number one. Reason number two why it is good for us as followers of Jesus Christ to volunteer is that we experience God when we serve other people. We experience the power of God and the grace of God working not only in people's lives, people that we serve, but we will experience the amazing power of God and grace of God in our lives as we serve other people. There's an episode in the life of Jesus uh, when he performed his first miracle in a little town called Cana. What happened was Jesus was invited to a party, all right? And if you read the New Testament, Every single time Jesus is invited to a party, he always attends, all right? He always attends. And this one is no exception. So he's invited into this birth, um, wedding party, and the worst thing possible that could happen in a party at the time happened. They ran out of wine. When you ran out of wine in those days, it is an embarrassment. That is not acceptable. So the, the panic, what, what, what do we do? What do we do? And this is what Jesus did. This is amazing. For those of you who don't know the story, this is amazing. In the Gospel of John, it's written for us. Standing nearby were six stones of water jars. And Jesus told the servants, fill the jars with water. When the jars had been filled, uh, he said, now dip some out and take it to the master of ceremonies. Can you imagine being the servants? You know it's water, all right? The master of ceremonies wanted wine. And Jesus said, take this water and give it to the master of ceremonies. It's like Jesus cutting up pieces of paper to you and say, take it to the bank and change it with $100 bills. Like, what? Jesus, I know it's paper. <laughs> this is not money. I can't change it with $100 bills. But the servants just, they're just obedient. And this is what happens next. So the servants followed his instruction when the master of ceremonies tasted the water that was now wine, not knowing where it had come from. This part is important. I'm going to explain to you later. Though, of course, the servants knew he called the bridegroom over. And this is what he said. A host always serves the best wine first because people are still not drunk. And he said, but you have kept the best until now. This miraculous sign at Cana in Galilee was the first time Jesus revealed his glory and his disciples believed him. Let me tell you one important truth from this story that maybe you didn't realize. Everybody at that wedding enjoyed the miracle, but nobody saw the miracle except for the obedient servants. Am I right? Everybody enjoyed the miracle, but only the obedient servants saw the miracle. And that's what happens when we serve others, 
When we serve others, we experience this joy, this miracle, the, the amazing working power of God in people's lives. When we don't even know, like, oh, I don't even know I can do this. And God is working in us. His grace is sufficient for us. That's when we experience God's amazing power, God's miracle working in our lives. And when we see people's lives being changed simply because we smile at them. Simply because we teach them simple truth. Simply because we are there for them and serve them. We go, wow, God, you are amazing. We are amazing. I'm witnessing all these miracles. You know, every single time we have a baptism story, without fail, the person being baptized always mentioned, I want to thank all the volunteers for creating this amazing environment. I want to thank my small group leader. I want to thank the next-gen ministry team leader for taking care of my kids. That's why my kids keep pulling me to come to church. And now I'm here, and I want to be baptized now. You know, every single time, the only way you can experience God and His amazing power is when you start putting yourself out there. It's amazing how when you empty yourself, that's when you are most filled for those of you who are not happy with your life, maybe you think the solution is to get more and more stuff. The solution is just to do what makes you happy, go on holidays, things like that. No, that's not how you get your life fulfilled. You get your life fulfilled as you empty it and serve other people. So that's number two. You experience God when you serve others. And reason number three, why it's important for us to serve is this. We reveal God through serving others. As we serve other people, we are actually revealing the Jesus in us. I don't know if you know this, but Jesus lives inside every one of us. The Holy Spirit, right, is given to us. And when we serve other people, that's when we best express God into their lives. Because guess what? You may be the only connection that they have with God. And how you serve them will reveal the God that lives inside of us. Do you know that God is a volunteer? Maybe you don't think of it in these terms, but our God is definitely a volunteer. Listen to what the prophet Isaiah says. He says this, I revealed myself to those who did not ask for me. Is that not volunteering? People didn't ask for God, and yet God in His kindness, in His grace, He revealed Himself to those who did not ask for Him. I was found by those who did not seek me. To a nation that did not call on my names, I said, here am I. You see, at the very heart of God is volunteerism. God says, you know, I know you're not looking for me. I know you don't want me. And I know if I leave you to your own devices, maybe... Life will not be good for you, but here I am. I want you to know me. I can be found. I reveal myself to you more and more. Do you know that if God doesn't choose to reveal himself, we will not know anything about him? But God in his kindness through the creation, through Jesus Christ, he reveals himself to us, even to those who did not ask for him. Do you know that Jesus is also a volunteer? Listen to what John said. His death on the cross is an act of volunteerism. This is what Jesus says. No one can take my life from me. I lay it down voluntarily. 
I have the authority to lay, uh, to lay it down when I want to and take it up again. This is what my Father has commanded. Jesus did not have to die on that cross. He could just sit back and relax and stay in heaven. But no, he chose to come down to become like one of us. He said, I lay it down voluntarily. Do you think Jesus being God, if people wanted to kill him and Jesus did not let them, that he would have died? No. Jesus said, this is, I'm volunteering for this role. My father has commanded it. He said, come down, be the savior of the world. And I said, yes, father, here I am. So that's who Jesus is. So that's why when you are volunteering, you are expressing who God is. You are telling the people that you serve, this is what our God is like. Our God is for you. Our God thinks highly of you. And I'm doing this because God has done that to me. And I'm just revealing the God that lives inside of me. I'm not saying that I'm God, but the God that lives inside of me, I hope you will see it and I hope you will get to know Him. Uh, at the end of His ministry, Jesus spent some time with his disciples for the last time. So they went to an upper room in Jerusalem. And this is what happened. For some reason, it, at that time, there was no servant around. And in those days, people walk, a lot of them barefooted. Maybe you wear sandals that are easily exposed to dirt and water and whatnot. So all the feet in those days, there are no Nikes. They're all dirty, Yeah. This is what happened on that last day that Jesus spent with his disciples. He washed their feet. He washed their feet. And after washing their feet, he asked, do you understand what I was doing? Do you even have a clue? I've given you an example to follow. Never once did Jesus say in his three and a half years of ministry, when he prays, when he teaches, never once he says, I set you an example to follow. Teach like me. Pray like me. Never once. Only one time in his life where he says, I set you an example to follow. When was that? When he washed his disciples' feet. He says this, do as I have done to you. I'll tell you the truth. Servants are no greater than their master. Now that you know these things, God will bless you for doing them. We're not greater than Jesus. If Jesus, our master, our king, was willing to lay down his life and stoop down so low to serve others, then, then it is our awesome opportunity and responsibility to do what Jesus has told us to do, right? And Paul echoes the same sentiment in his letter to the Philippians. He says, don't be selfish. Don't be selfish. You must have the same attitude. If we can have the next slide. Don't be selfish. You must have the same attitude that is in Christ Jesus. Though he was God, he did not think of equality with God as something to be grasped, to cling to. Instead, he gave up his divine privileges. He gave all that up. And he took on the humble position of a servant, of a volunteer. At the heart of God, is serving other people. And we best express Him as we serve other people. And finally, number four, we serve God as we serve others. Do you know that? That when you serve the next gen on the other side of the building, 
that you are actually serving God? Do you know that when you welcome people warmly into the building, that you are serving God? Do you know that? Imagine this with me, okay? Imagine this with me. Imagine Jesus walked into our building. And everybody here, we know it was Jesus. It was clear to us. I don't know how, but we know it was Jesus who walked into our building. And then Jesus said this, Hey, excuse me, uh, I'm thirsty. Where can I get a drink? What would you do if Jesus said that to you? Would you like, oh, you can uh, find that person. He will tell you where to get a drink. Or will you like, wait here, Jesus. What drink do you want? Sparkling water? Regular water? Coke? Coffee? What do you want? In fact, if more than one person knows Jesus needed a drink, I bet you we will fight, right? We will all fight to give Jesus water because it was Jesus. Come on, you know? What if Jesus had driven into our car park and asked, sorry, I'm new here. Where should I park? What would you do? Jesus, today for you, valet service. Let me park your car for you. I was talking to Derek earlier. Derek, if Jesus were to live today, what car would he be driving? And Derek said, maybe a Tesla. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) But would you do that? I bet you would because it was Jesus. Maybe you think, nah, you know, that's not not possible. That's not going to happen. Well, listen to this. Jesus said, I was hungry and you gave me something to eat. Next slide. I was a stranger, and you invited me in. I needed clothes, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you looked after me. I was in prison, and you came and visited me. That's all Jesus. Yeah? And then, this is what happened. Then the righteous will answer him, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you? When did we see you a stranger and invite you in? Uh, and uh, in needing of clothes and clothed you. When did we see you sick or in prison and go and visit you? And this is what Jesus said. If you, whatever you do to these people, whatever you, whatever you do to one of these little ones, you do for me. So when we serve others, we are actually serving God. In a moment, I'm going to tell you how you can take this opportunity and not let this opportunity pass you by. But maybe for once in your life, you said, I need to serve. I know this is the right thing to do. So I'm going to tell you what you can do after. But before that, I want to invite the band to come back in and and sing for us this wonderful song. And as they sing this song, can I encourage you to to stay in this environment, in this atmosphere of worship, and allow the Spirit of God to speak to you. I can only say so much, and I'm so limited in my communication. But I want you to allow the Spirit of God, for those of you listening at home, wherever, allow the Spirit of God to speak to you as you listen to this song and respond accordingly. And I'm going to come back a bit later. Thank you for listening to this podcast. For more great resources and to keep yourself up to date, head to our website. Visit therocks.church.